0: Danny and Cindy were enjoying their second date together. They had gone to a scary movie, splitting a large popcorn and a soda with two straws, and then for a long drive in Danny's car. The warm air coming in through the windows felt like summer waving its final goodbye before fall. They drove out of town and up to the top of a hill known as the Overlook, also known as the local makeout spot. Danny parked the car, turning off the headlights. And Cindy absorbed the view ahead of her. She could see the entire town of Haddington, though it was just a mess of lights from here. Surprisingly, it was almost romantic. Wanting a change in music, Danny turned the radio dial, catching an emergency news bulletin in progress. Police are still searching for a local fugitive known as the Hook Man. On the loose, since escaping yesterday from the Maple Grove Mental Hospital and believed to be heading south. Authorities are still unsure how he managed to leave the facility, and though local activists are encouraging a town curfew, the mayor has not yet announced a plan. We're recommending all you lovebirds out there stay in groups and head home as soon as you can. We'll be back with the full story at 10.
1: That's so scary.
0: Danny, uh, close the windows. (sighs) Oh, come on. Danny, please. Fine, but they're just going to fog back up. I think we should go back into town. Babe, we're safe. We aren't far from the prison. The doors are locked, they said he was going south, nowhere near it's us. He had no reason to come up here. You I think don't he wants to-, to take in the view? He did have a good point. Come here, let me hold you. He moved in on her once more, but she firmly declined. I want to go home now. Ugh, you girls are always afraid of something. Wounded, he retreated to his seat. He placed the keys back into the ignition and started the car. In that moment, Cindy heard a faint scraping noise outside her door. Did you hear that? Danny turned the car off again, and the silence returned. Danny, don't stop the car. I want to (gasps) go. He's here, Cindy. Danny! He held his right hand up, forming the shape of a hook with his fingers and leaning towards Cindy. It's the hook man. He's here to murder all the horny teenagers. Danny. She was still frustrated, but laughing a bit helped relieve some of her fear. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I'm safe, but it looks like you're screwed. Yeah, just not the way I hoped. (sighs) I'm going to show you there's no one out there, okay? If I do that, can we stay? It's not even nine o'clock. I don't care what time it is. I'm not in the mood. He reached to touch her face but she shifted away. Challenge accepted. Cindy yelped in protest as Danny exited the car, over-dramatically looking around. He called out in an exaggerated macho voice, tempting whoever could be listening to come out of the shadows. She squinted, looking into the darkness. There was only Danny. She crossed her arms, checking the mirrors. He returned to the car, opening the door. That turn you on? The opposite, actually. Can we please go? Whatever. Without getting into the car, he slammed the door and began walking towards the trees. Cindy called from her window, exasperated. Where are you going? I'm taking a piss. She was furious. Sitting in the dark car alone, she found herself questioning her taste in men and vowed to do better. A few minutes passed, and Cindy began to grow anxious. She glanced through the back window to the evergreen trees but only saw the dark. She turned back around and sat, picking at her nails. Obviously, Danny was going to try to scare her. She wouldn't bother with his stupid games, she sat straight ahead, stone-faced. But several more minutes passed, and she couldn't help but feel that he was awfully committed to the joke. Even someone as stubborn as Danny would have gotten bored by now. Cindy honked the horn, keeping her eyes on the trees behind her. Nothing. She honked again, and again, but still, quiet. Quiet. She tried to force back the frustrated tears welling in her eyes. Was he going to keep her out here all night? Cindy waited there, mentally going through her to-do list to pass the time, and thought about her family. She'd likely be grounded for missing curfew, though that would be a good excuse to avoid Danny for a while. She just hoped they hadn't heard about the lunatic on the loose. As she pondered what she'd say when she got home, it began to rain. A few drops at first, then more and more steady. A storm was expected, but not until the dead of night. She knew Danny would never stay out in the rain by choice, and a deep feeling of dread settled into her stomach when he still didn't return. Looking out her window, she noticed that the glass remained clear. "'free from droplets or any moisture at all.' "'She looked to the other side, "'noting the dry window next to the steering wheel. "'Slowly cracking her window open, "'she took in the night air. "'It was dry, almost dusty. "'It didn't smell like rain.' "'Cindy opened the glove compartment, "'shifting through papers and trash, "'but there was nothing of use. "'She felt underneath her seat "'and then below the driver's seat.' where she touched the body of a long metal flashlight. She pulled it onto her lap, clicking the button, and it spat a bright beam of light into her eyes. Centering herself and breathing deep, Cindy pulled her shoulders through, sitting in the window. She raised the flashlight above, illuminating the trees behind her. There was Danny's gutted body, dangling from the branches that reached over the car, A long, open gash ran from the tip of his chin to his groin. The contents from within spilling out and drooping below. The roof of the car was painted brown with blood and guts. It had never rained at all. Cindy screamed, dropping the flashlight under the car. She pulled herself back inside, shutting the window. And though all the air had left her lungs, the scream continued... Pulling herself together, she squirmed into the driver's seat, feeling for the ignition. She knocked into the headlights, turning them on. Only a few feet in front of the car stood the escaped fugitive in his torn and tattered jumpsuit from the sanitarium. He was a massive, hulking man with long, greasy hair and a sprawling, rotting grin peeking from the shadows overtaking his face. Where his right hand should have been was a long, rusty hook, dripping with blood. Cindy screamed again and furiously groped for the keys. The man stepped towards the car and she stopped, staring at the horrifying figure before her, gleefully dangling the car keys in the headlights. She pressed her hands on the horn as hard as she could, screaming again with all her might, Why couldn't Danny have left the keys? The lunatic bounded towards her, smashing the driver's side window with his hook. Cindy had already jumped into the back seat and opened the door. As she took her first step into the grass, the man grabbed a handful of her hair, forcing her back into the car. She swatted and hit him, but he didn't flinch. His eyes looked hungry, and Cindy was his next meal. His massive, dirty fingers gripped her head with such force that she could feel the hair ripping from her scalp. Her fists landed with less and less force, and she began to accept her fate. Ready for the finale, he pulled her from the back seat by her ankles. She was nearly limp, heavily flopping from the car into the grass with a thud. She couldn't catch her breath. She was feeling faint, The hookman was going to kill her. He fell to his knees, lifting her head from the dirt. They looked at each other, almost agreeing to what would come next, and he raised the hook high above. Then he brought it down, aiming for her throat. But she threw her right hand up mostly by instinct and deflected the blow. For a moment, they were locked there together. The hook had pierced all the way through her hand, latching around her wrist. She screamed in agony, attempting to free herself. He pulled back too, and she felt the muscles in her hand tear away. And then, a glimmer caught her eye from beneath the car. It was the metal casing of the flashlight, only a few inches from her left hand. She clutched the light and swung the metal body against his temple with all her strength. At last, her right hand separated from his hook with one final tear. She now used both hands to smash the lantern directly between his eyes. Cindy squirmed through the grass, crawling like an animal towards the trees before pulling herself to her feet. As she sprinted into the night, a waterfall of red gushed from her arm. Her hand was unrecognizable, and at some point he had gashed her above the shoulder, too. Cindy knew the man was gaining on her as she continued along the tree line, but she was moving as fast as she could. She could only hope that she could reach the bottom of the hill and flag someone on the road. Then, as she came around a cluster of trees, she saw a car several yards away, parked against the steep hillside of the overlook. The windows were foggy and she heard the muffled sounds of music. Danny and Cindy weren't the only couple on the hill that night. Screaming for help, Cindy made it to the car, beating her good hand against the trunk, then along the windows and finally against the driver's door. Receiving no response, she tried the handle. It was open. She threw herself into the empty seat and shut the door. In that moment, her eyes landed on the two corpses in the rear view mirror. The keys were in the ignition and she started the engine and locked the doors. She wiped the window with her left hand, trying to clear the condensation, and threw the car into reverse. Cindy backed into the road, trying to ignore the dead couple sitting behind her, and switched to drive. The car was facing the bottom of the hill and the main road. She could lay on the gas and make it to town before the radio switched to the next song. But the lingering monster had appeared in the shadows behind the car and she couldn't help but feel like she could do something more. Switching back into reverse, she pressed the pedal flat. The car lurched backwards, throwing the bodies behind her onto the floor and gained speed as she neared the man. He stepped out of the way just in time and she hit the brakes. He lunged towards the car, smashing the back window with his hook and reached in for Cindy. She pressed on the gas, but the car hesitated in the mud. The bloody hook grew closer. And closer. Finally, the car continued forward, throwing the man to the ground. Cindy twisted the wheel to the side, skidding in a full circle and facing him once again. He lifted himself from the dirt and now stood directly between the car and the steep hill looking into town. Fuck you. The car hurtled towards both the man and the drop-off. He lifted his hook into the air and began towards the car, shifting to his right to avoid the vehicle. But that's what Cindy had anticipated, and she yanked the steering wheel left. The front right of the car barreled into the hook man with a loud crunch, launching him over the side of the overlook, down hundreds of feet into the rocky valley below. She wanted to see his body, But she wouldn't stop the car until she made it to safety. As she neared the lights of the town, the tears came. Along with the full realization of what had just happened. Cindy pulled into the police station and parked, crying and shaking. She gingerly touched her wounds. She wanted to faint, or at least sleep until she woke up to find it all a nightmare. But then... She remembered she wasn't alone in the car. Slowly opening the door, Cindy stepped onto the pavement. She was dizzy and shivering, leaving a trail of blood. The rain was moving in now, and the droplets joined the crimson stream running down her arm. She headed towards the station entrance, limping around the back of the car, when her eyes landed on an odd form at the front of the vehicle. Lodged into the metal just above the tire was the man's rusty hook, with the bloody stump still attached at the end. The Hook, story by Brian Renaud, based on the urban legend, told by Shannon Lee Weber, featuring Aaron Holland, Brian Renaud, and Shannon Lee Weber.